0: Coming to you live from the Sith Temple on
1: Exegol. This is the May the 4th Star Warriors Podcast. Yeah. Hey. <laughs> hey everyone, we're live. So before I introduce everyone, I want to let you guys know who are watching and we are doing a giveaway. Uh, on the bottom of the screen, you can see Colin building a lego uh figurine mask uh face thing if you can show <laughs> off the box that'd be awesome really quick all right
2: yeah what we're and... doing is we're doing the uh lego darth vader helmet the companion of nice
1: so when we get to our last question and last answer we're nice. gonna be shutting down comments cool. or at that point and a winner will be announced at the end of the show. So comment in for a chance to win. Before we roll through the questions, let's introduce everyone. I'm going to start with Casey. You want to introduce yourself?
3: Hi, I'm uh, Casey, and I am one of the uh, many-headed Hydra who run DFAT Entertainment and um, all-around Star Wars geek, in case you, you didn't know. Wrong side.
4: <laughs> <laughs> Over to Rocco. I'm uh, Rocco of the Critical Mass podcast and proud member of the DFAT family. And I am uh, also a super, super Star Wars nerd. And I just can't wait to nerd out with you guys tonight. Colin. Colin i am colin and i am just
2: so incredibly thrilled to be here thank you so much for considering me and all of this uh you know it's, it's just an honor to be amongst you all and uh, i'm just thrilled beyond belief moses
5: i am moses and like everyone else here huge fan of our beloved star wars so i'm super excited we get to all be together and talk about our favorite thing and chris
0: I'm Chris, uh, also one of the many heads of DFAT Entertainment, don't forget a towel and whatnot, and avid Star Wars lover since who knows when, like the rest of us, since since the beginning of our, our collective memories. So uh, looking forward to it. May the 4th be with us all.
1: And as we keep going through this, pay attention to the bottom of the screen to watch Colin just build with Legos multitasking a podcast and a lego build at the exact same time of course i am your host today jake duel of the fates and uh, i will be taking you through our may 4th extravaganza don what Collins building legos down at the bottom it's awesome watch in that can be your focus so <laughs> our first question of the day What is your favorite moment in Star Wars canon? We're going to start off with Casey.
3: Uh, So this is a really hard question. Uh, (laughs) Really hard. Because you said all of canon. So at first I was like, oh, okay, I can pick something from the original trilogy. And then I'm like, but wait, wait, wait. All of canon? Clone Wars? Rebels? Like Mando? Ah! And then my brain literally melted um so oh this is this is very very hard um but it does remain true throughout every trilogy and all all of the canon Uh, i would say my favorite moment is just binary sunset and it's used many different ways obviously it started in uh, new hope and with luke looking off into the his future Um, and you know my favorite music plays and you know I just love that scene as it is but then it gets echoed in other pieces so like I remember Revenge of the Sith the first time in the theater I loved it Um, and I was like okay this is great this is the end we're never gonna see this again and I was already upset and then he became Vader and I was like okay okay this is cool you know whatever and then they go back to Tatooine and I was like (laughs) why and i was weeping so um binary sunset forever
1: geez right off the bat and i'm going last on each of these questions and you steal my answer that scene with luke looking over the binary sunset (laughs) is just amazing and you have to steal it so now i've got a couple people (laughs) that i get to think of another favorite moment in canon on
3: sorry sorry
1: (laughs) any honorable mentions (laughs) i don't know anyone else have anything to add to casey's favorite moment from canon
0: i knew i knew that was going to be casey's so definitely not doubling up now tripling up on that so (laughs) it did make me think a little bit harder (laughs) about um about that so
1: well, uh, Rocco, I know it's probably going to be some sort of dad fetish about uh, Darth Vader. So let's hop over to you and hear what your favorite moment
4: is. It's very uh, as it as oddly specific. <laughs> um, <laughs> actually, no. Um, for me, I would say, and and I I kind of to to go with what Casey said. This was a very tough like thing to really think of, because when you say canon, the first thing you do think of is the original trilogy. I mean, I think we can all agree there. And then you realize how vast canon really is. And you're like, wow, um, okay. So I got to really actually think about this. Um, But of course with it, I mean, I come back to the original trilogy and I'd have to say my absolute favorite moment in, in canon is Yoda training Luke on Dagobah. And deriving so much philosophy, even at a young age, um, you know, on, on that, uh, when Yoda goes off and says, you know, luminous beings are we, you know, that, that whole thing, um, just absolutely mind blowing, you know, being a young person watching that for the first time and then growing up and understanding the many layers to it as, you know, you become an adult, um, and I, I, it was awesome. My favorite quote of the entire of all the films is in that in that that scene when Luke says, I don't believe it when he lifts the X-Wing out of the when Yoda lifts the X-Wing and Yoda says, that is why you fail. And uh, just again, that in itself, I think, really, really solidified my love of Star Wars in that moment.
1: Yeah, and Rocco, I think that's a really good point because it's also the first time we're really getting to see the true power of the Jedi because mm-hmm. Obi-Wan doesn't show much to Luke early on, you know, he deflects some blaster bolts and uses the force, but that scene of Yoda lifting an X-wing led all the way to the legend scenes of Star Killer stopping a star destroyer mid-air. <laughs> like
4: I mean, yeah, I remember that. I remember I remember being also kind of, kind of young and playing that game and being like, how is he pulling a Star Destroyer? Like, I, I don't know. To this day, it's still- Don't question bit,
3: it ever. Yeah,
4: I, <laughs> I just, I'm sorry, I won't. <laughs> but dirty. yeah, that's a good point, Jake. I mean, really actually seeing the full power of a Jedi, not really even the full power, but the immense power of a Jedi and seeing Yoda, this little green thing, use his mind to levitate a large, you know, starfighter. Uh, Pretty crazy stuff. And I want to take
1: a moment to recognize our commenters watching live. Uh, Joaquin, right up front. Yeah, Luke appearing in the end of Mando was a mind blown. I know we all talked about that in our Mando episode. And Don, Ahsoka being kicked out of the Order and refusing to come back. Oh, that's a huge... Thing. And Ahsoka's, I think a lot of ours, we love that
5: character. Yeah, so yes, God, yeah, I have a screenshot great. of a close-up of the hands when when she gives him back the the keepsake. That man, oh, oh that scene is so good.
4: Wasn't that her braid that <laughs> she,
5: yeah, that that she had that it? No, I, it was the was it her braid or was it like a, it was a little talisman? But I think she had it on her braid. I don't know if she gave gave the whole thing. Or, or just, she doesn't you know, have hair, so maybe that was... No, I'm wrong pretty wrong sure wrong. it was the, it was it was the like youngling braid. Um, um, yeah, but did she give the whole thing or just the talisman? I forgot.
2: I think it was... Uh, I'm pretty sure it was the the whole the, the whole braid itself was yeah, what dude, she that, gave that, back to him. scene
5: where, like, Filoni just captured that close yes. of, like, the hand giving it back. My heart just broke. I was like, oh, man, like, how are you doing this to us? And
1: to another one of our... Comp- commenters dan uh yeah the dual lightsaber in episode one duel of the fates kicking in and i think any of us who watched that star wars roundtable and heard dave filoni talking about the importance of duel of the fates and what that actually meant that's got to
3: be a huge scene as well so yeah, it's one of the best scenes of all time yeah <laughs> I mean, one of the yeah. best songs of all time it's
1: it's one 100%. of the best segments in a Star Wars movie that, I overall, is not a good movie until like the last forty minutes.
5: I still think it's the best uh, lightsaber fight. Personally, yes. I, I love the the choreography of that one. I mean, it was just. Uh, I mean,
1: I don't want to spoil anyone's favorite scene, but still, the lightsaber best lightsaber fight is Maul and Obi Wan. Yes. In, uh. Oh, you got that Seven
5: Samurai kind yeah, of yeah. That- Yes, 100. Wait, are you talking you about oh, together? You put them together on screen and it works. <laughs> rebels. rebels. rebels yeah, okay. Yeah, Rebels. Yeah. I don't
4: know, Ahsoka in Maul too in the final season of Clone Wars. I mean, I'd have to say that's one and cuz that was a mocap too. That he wasn't even just animation. <laughs>
5: <laughs> Sorry.
4: Know. Sorry. Sorry. Sorry.
2: <laughs> Sorry. Some man. of us made lists and some of us are running out of ideas
5: here. Let's hop over to Moses so that we can get uh, through I, this without stealing I've everyone's been, ideas. I've been thinking about this question, like, for the past week. And it's so hard because, you know, like, my first memories are watching Star Wars. Like, it's ingrained to me. Like, I knew Star Wars before I even had the memory of watching Star Wars. It was just... Always oh, there, and I think growing up, one of my one of the most vivid portions were like uh, the cave in in Empire, you know, where he goes in and the mask, and it was just so confusing as a five, four, five year old at the time. Um And then like later on, I think growing up, it was, you know, when in in Return, when Luke confronts Vader and you know sister, you etc cetera, et cetera. But I think if we're gonna talk of full canon. Rebels holds a very, very special place in my heart. I feel like Rebels has perfectly combined itself with everything. It's it's with the Mandalorian, with the, the original trilogy, with the prequels, with Clone Wars. It's 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 tied itself in better than any other show has tied itself in with the rest. And to and one of my favorite all-time Jedi's is Kanan. And so I don't know if we're allowed to talk about spoilers because this is such a big moment. If you haven't seen, do Rebels- not do, don't, don't, don't. We all know there's a moment with Kanan. It's to me one of the most fantastic more moments of storytelling. If you haven't seen Rebels, go watch Rebels. Please go watch Rebels. It's some of the best Star Wars. And yes, there's a moment with Kanan, and that is my. That's probably my all-time favorite like Star Wars moment. I mean, I've just. The whole episode was was geniusly directed. It, it just the way it, it it builds up. Yeah, I'm you know I'm not I'm gonna stop there so I don't spoil anything.
1: <laughs> yeah, to add on to the Rebels stuff, I really feel like Rebels is where Filoni hit his world building at that point because like Clone Wars, he's filling in the gaps that the Clone Wars movie left between you know Episode two and three. But in Rebels, he builds an entire world that has now been referenced in mando in the other tv series and just is huge and like also gave us just the great thing of time travel that was used well and hasn't been touched again since
5: yeah exactly And i mean i just loved how it tied in i mean ever since then we have uh chopper and you know in you could physically see chopper in rogue one One. in in one of the scenes and i mean they've just the way it just connected to everything I, i like rebels to me is almost the center of everything else because of how perfectly it ties in with everything else without stepping on any toes without kind of creating any controversies or any issues with how the story is told ah, such a good show. Yeah.
1: And to hop over to one of our commenters really quick, uh, Bobby, uh, I think some of us have seen The Bad Batch, so we'll keep out of spoilers. I watched it today. And I'm going to be honest with you, I don't love the Call of Duty clone troopers, it was a pretty great episode of television today. It was a great episode. I, I, I'm going to keep watching. Uh, yeah, that
4: was amazing. Once we're done here. <laughs> I you know,
2: grew up idolizing everything Star Wars that had to do with lightsabers and Jedi because there was like some sort of code of honor that was deeper in it. Uh, Bad Batch and, and Clone Wars have completely and utterly changed my appreciation for non-force wielders. And like you said Jake this is this is a great start it does something that you know takes these 80s trope characters that each of these are based off of I mean quite literally we have rambo in the lead of this group and he he is so much more in depth already in the first hour and 10 minutes of this show
1: you know i do have one thing to say to the uh, bad batch without spoilers here uh, i've been calling them the call of duty uh, clone troopers up till now after today's episode i question if they're D characters uh like that's tank. what i've been thinking about them they're, a- they're more D characters yeah. and ruben we miss you but you're correct we are
4: all very sexy men on this podcast so no one no one else though speaking of them no one else gets the um the expendables vibe <laughs> from them because personally yeah that's the first thing i thought of was this is the expendables of star wars like you got your Stallone, you got your Schwarzenegger, you got your, like, <laughs> I mean, really, they're all there. The smart one. You're not wrong. <laughs> all
1: right, uh, Chris, we'll hop over to you to get your favorite moment in canon.
0: Yeah, this was a tough one. Uh, and I'm going to transition with from Moses a little bit as well because Rebels, the one I really picked was from Rebels. Uh, and what I felt about that was that Rebels started new canon. It was the first book was New Dawn that animated series came out right out of the gate and it was just it was Disney throwing this great storyline at us which also related back to the Clone Wars which goes back to you know Legends time but was brought over to new canon of course. And so to watch to watch that show and all of us are big fans and we you know it is it is such a great um It's so much different than Clone Wars, and I think that's what's special about it, and it takes place during my favorite time period, which is the Civil War. And Ahsoka being that link, that link between the old and the new, uh, I think that was always one of the the biggest things for me. I remember when Clone Wars was first coming out, and and it was kind of just like, oh, Anakin has an apprentice. And it was just, it was kind of a silly thing at first, and people were just either, they, they embraced it or they didn't. And that movie didn't do really... Any favors at first, it grows on you. But at first, it does it. But then that TV show, of course, matures. Um, but her link, and I don't want to get into spoilers here either. But just when she comes in during the of Lathal, and they realize that she's uh, oh, what's her what's her code name? I'm drawing a blank. Uh, no, nonetheless, um, Fulcrum. Fulcrum. When she realized oh. yes, thank you, Fulcrum. And uh, she realizes who who Darth Vader is. Uh, that is that's a huge moment for me, uh, just because living for with Star Wars for so long, and then having a link like that to something new, that was that was a time when I, when I thought Canon was really blooming well. Um, and that I really love that. Other, other than that, uh, if I'm going to go back to movies like OT, it's definitely the Jabba's, Jabba's Palace sequence, the entire thing. It's it's my favorite thing about Star Wars, ever, epic.
1: I cried when Ahsoka realized who Darth Vader was. That scene was amazing, and yet, yeah, absolutely amazing. Um, Ruben, to your Fast and Furious clones, I don't know if they're the Fast and Furious clones, but I now want to see Fast and Furious Tatooine about oh, okay. pod racing. God. Uh, it's oh the movie my god, you know, you would. I would Vin definitely Diesel.
4: watch this. Uh, I, we all powers. would watch it, we would all watch it. We just make fun of it, you know. Space Vin Diesel,
1: <laughs> Space. right? But is like this character. Vin
3: Diesel Star Wars role? Uh, I Riddick, he's already out in the, in the <laughs> desert anyway, <in> <laughs>
4: <laughs> with his
3: eyes shine
4: all. Yes. Okay. Uh. So, uh,
1: over to our Lego Master Colin. I hope we didn't steal all of your uh, favorite moments, and you still
2: have one. Well, no, you you didn't, but you touched base on on one of them, and it was the the fight between Ahsoka and Maul. That is my absolute favorite moment, and and I've gone through a lot, like you guys. I'm I'm in my mid thirties. I grew up idolizing everything star wars i've watched the return of the jedi more times than i can count and it's to me i come back to that fight numerous times because of what it represented to fans because when we saw that fight in episode one and darth maul comes out he's got a double bladed lightsaber he's so badass and then suddenly he's dead 15 20 minutes later cut in half oh, okay, so one of the coolest bad guys that's ever been in Star Wars is now gone. And then suddenly he's back in Clone Wars, brought back to life by a nerd just like us, a guy who was raised by Star Wars and George Lucas. And that was huge. I mean, I remember just like losing my mind when Maul was back and somehow still alive despite being sliced in half. But, you know, Star Wars, the Force. Eh. And then on top of it we we fall in love with this character of ahsoka and what she represents to our knowledge of star wars the force and the jedi and how she just makes it so much deeper she makes it so much more uh human i know she's not a human but you know she makes it so much more relatable and then there's the human aspect to it the the personal side of it how the the jedi are flawed but doesn't turn you to the dark side by realizing that. And then those two beloved characters, a creation of a Star Wars fan and the resurrection from a Star Wars fan, dueling it out in one of the most beautiful choreographed fights with lightsabers I've ever seen in any Star Wars movie, let alone in any sort of swordplay movie. It was just so beautifully done. And that moment... I could just watch over and over and over just in how good it looked, but also what it meant to Star Wars fans in that moment.
5: I think yeah. a, a good part that makes that that battle so good is a, a lot of the characters, The vi- I mean, other than the Emperor, who's been in all of them, but he's always just been the bad guy. Most of the, the, the villains, especially the, you know, force-wielding Sith ones, have been kind of like, oh, here's the bad guy. He's done, even like Maul was done at first. And Maul was the first one, along with Asaz Ventress, where you actually saw them struggling to become, even if, you know, they were struggling to become like a bad guy, they were still struggling. They were still working their plans. And you almost, not identified, but you got to see their growth. You got to see more characters in them. And so I feel like, you know, he might be a bad guy, but you really like Maul by that point. You know what I mean? And even the, the the lead up to there where he knows something's going up, going on, you know, like about the Emperor's plan. Like, it's just like, it's not just Ahsoka versus a bad guy or versus a bad guy who's back. It's Ahsoka versus this guy who's been around for the past, what, three seasons, two seasons at that point. And we've been seeing him dealing. It's, I don't know. It, there's, there's something about Maul's character who's more ingrained in the entire storyline versus him just showing up for a fight. You know what I mean? As the big bad guy, the the big boss, and yeah, that that agreed, man. That battle was awesome.
4: Well, yeah, and if you if you even double up on exactly what you both were saying, Maul's appearance with his metal legs in the solo movie. You know, yeah. to even take that even further, you know, like exactly like you said, Colin, and, and and just pushing it all the way till it comes back full circle. And now he's actually a live action film again. You know, uh, yeah. Awesome. Awesome.
2: Yeah, because you, you, you get those people who don't watch Clone Wars or they don't watch the cartoon shows who are just like, you know what? I'm a fan of the movies. I'll go see Solo. And then suddenly pop there is Darth Maul at the very, very end. And you're just like, what, what, what? And then I've seen people, you know, locally who, who talked about how they never watched those, those shows until they saw that movie. And they're like, wait, 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 what's going on? How is he still alive? Oh, you got to watch this to see what's going on. They're like, crap. And now they, they are even deeper in the lore. They're going, why wasn't I watching this sooner? They're talking about it more. It's just like the ultimate gateway drug in that moment to just get more and more people to watch more and more of this incredible lore that has been created originally by George, but now furthered by Filoni. So here's a
1: question. It's common that Maul lived and it's questionable how, but it's because the dark side of the force is a pathway to many abilities that some would consider unnatural. Do you think that Palpentine might've taught him Plagius's life extension skill and he used that to survive I mean we're getting deep into heavy potential not canon stuff to even get there but he does mention it in Revenge of the Sith and he was Pelp's apprentice
4: for a while could be I I think it's spite I think it's just I think it's he's alive out of spite uh, Maul you know
5: I'll second that and he just had hatred in him man so much hatred is just like keeping his heart beating even if he lost his mind he just hates
1: (laughs) yeah uh to our commenter here i'm not sure if mace windu has the same amount of hatred to have survived his tumble through coruscant air (laughs) i really don't know that
5: was out of a building it's different when you fall down a big circle like there there you survive yeah because you know
1: at the end of those (laughs) big circular things there's slides luke proved it at the end of every circular thing there's a slide it's how the emperor lived too he reached a slide and then transferred his essence into episode
4: nine (laughs) all making sense now
1: it's all making sense all right so for my favorite moment in canon it has to be when they introduced babu frick
4: Oh, 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 shots fired. Shots <laughs> fired. <not> no. <laughs> come, oh, they're getting
5: close, on. come on. i a going to close
1: Uh No, for real, though, my favorite <laughs> moment in canon, since hey. so many great moments were taken... Uh, actually goes to uh, Dooku Jedi lost and Dooku's got two origins to how he became a Sith. There's the one that's in the Darth Plagueis novel. That's really lightly touched on. And then there's Jedi lost. And I think that concept that Dooku was trying to do something so good for Soreno, and trying to save it. And he force connected with a dark side creature that lived under his uh, city that he grew up, or that his family was from, and the dark side essence like literally transferred into him, bringing him to the dark side. And then that book ending with him having his own sister, who he was trying to save throughout the book, murdered because she was a traitor. Just, I never loved Dooku, but that character was just so well expanded in that book.
5: I'm gonna read that book.
1: Yeah. I think it's audiobook only, or they just put it out physically no, they, uh, this they, they year. Have it
5: Physical, it's in my cart. It's just I'm a slow reader.
1: For a <laughs> while, it was audiobook only, and I think this year was the year it came out physical. So, that's correct. That's my favorite moment. Uh, that wasn't already taken. Before we move on to our second question, I want to remind our viewers, Colin is building a Lego down here at the bottom, and we will be doing a giveaway near the end of the show. So keep commenting to get a chance to win. Moving on to our second question, let's hop into Legends. So when Disney took over Star Wars, they only kept the six movies and... uh, what the clone wars at the time, Canon and all the other stuff that was created Thrawn, all that other stuff thrown into legends. Now, a lot of that has been brought back into Canon through rebels and clone wars, but now we're in legends territory. So what's your favorite moment in legends starting off with Casey?
3: Okay. again, very hard. Um, But I am going to kind of piggyback off a little bit of what you just mentioned, uh, which is the Darth Plagueis book. Um, I could just say the entire book because it's that good. And I've yelled at all of you guys probably to read it at least once. Um, But Jake took me up on it. Thank you. And uh, (laughs) it's just, I, I wish it was canon, or I wish they would at least figure out a way that what is told in that book, uh, which I believe is James Luceno, um, who does amazing Star Wars book work, authoring, um, that they they take some of it and, and you know do what they're gonna do uh, with the Disney end of it and, and adapt some of it. But that right there, especially when the um, Senator Palpatine kills him, and it's just. I, I don't know why that's such a good scene, but it's just very, it's so Palpatine and you just feel it. It's no spoilers. We all know we killed him. Okay. So
5: what? <laughs> oh.
3: that's my favorite canon. Just that book. I loved it. Or sorry. Legends. Legends. It is
5: James Luceno. I just checked yeah, to make sure. That's awesome. There is a
1: complete possibility that 90% of that book could be made canon. There's only a few things like Dooku's origin and probably some of the Darth Maul stuff that can flex with existing canon. And it's, it's amazing
0: that book.
5: So,
4: so uh, how many years
0: before the, how many years before the OT actually, how many years before the prequels did it happen? That book. Uh, it
1: ends pretty much right. As Anakin is getting to Coruscant because they're, is a point where they're both going to meet uh Plagius and Pelpentine are gonna meet Anakin.
3: Um but it's before it's at least I mean uh it's probably twenty or thirty years before I would say um, even Phantom Menace
1: more than that at the start because yeah Pelpentine's a young man at the beginning of that book, maybe in his twenty, early twenties yeah. So
3: yeah. it covers a lot. It, it does cover a lot of, of
1: his lot. story, yeah. And okay. it's something that hasn't been expanded upon in canon yet.
3: Well, it's it's an emperor story, uh, yeah. rise too. So that's the other thing that makes it so good is like, oh, I'm finally learning about Sheev.
1: Yeah, him killing his whole family too in that <laughs> book is just okay. Just throw out
3: those spoilers, Jake. <laughs> <laughs> You know, Jeez, Jake. Note,
0: we know he yeah. does it he does now it we don't have to watch it, or all the read it thank you
5: <laughs> on your note of how like a lot of these legends are becoming canon i mean like even from the beginning when we saw uh what was it the force awakens and we saw those flags at maz you know maz's place and we were like oh there's this flag and all oh, those that flag I think, you know, somewhere deep down, Disney is planning on bringing a lot of that in, especially Filoni, because I'm pretty sure he grew up loving everything of it. And to quote him, which is quoting Ahsoka, she, like, they even said something, like, there's a quote in one of, was it uh, Rebels, where she goes, someone's just like, oh, I thought that was a legend. And she's like, yeah, but there's a little truth in all legends kind of thing. You know, like, that is straight up a reference to Legends and canon. Like, oh, yeah. there's no question about that. So it's just oh, yeah. a matter amount of time, and they're going to bring it in. They might have to adjust a little, a little to make it work with, with what they're doing, but it's coming. It's It's part there. And I started to, like, enjoy the Legends because I didn't follow Legends too much, but I started enjoying them because I'm like, as far as I'm concerned, unless it's proven not true, it's true to a certain point. You know, like, I watched the Clone Wars, the micro series. Nothing in them is untrue so i'm like all right you know they're they're exaggerated truths but it's still like kind of in my eyes
1: moses to that point i think uh so i just finished uh the revenge of the sith novelization yesterday and i listened to that on audiobook and i'm pretty sure there's straight up a line somewhere in that book that says like uh Yeah, but all legends have some sort of truth to them inside that book. And I think that's considered legends. I don't know if the novelizations are canon 100% because there was definitely some stuff that conflicted with canon in that book.
4: But also, too, with the whole legends thing, I always thought it was super cool to have uh, a world that is so large that not only do you have uh, true stories, but it also has, you know, a legends that run like congruent to it. Like even though it's all fiction, like you know what I mean. Like that's how big that's how big this world is. That it actually has its own fiction.
0: It has its own
4: fiction in the fiction, which to me, I, I thought that that was super cool. How Disney called those, you know, these stories legend. It's so, all. Yeah, I mean, it's twenty.
0: 25 years of storytelling that's yeah. what's and there's so much i mean how many and, books are there oh god A lot. so oh, let me just put, one series had 21 books as part of it i mean so i mean there's hundreds you know oh, i mean yeah. for it was just it's mammoth and the comics and all that stuff and it was it's yeah. great because you can still go back to that you can yeah. still enjoy it while we while we're engulfed in this in this new story Mm -hmm. they're telling so Mm -hmm. it's great and like you guys said the more we bring in these legends characters into canon i think that's a nice nod to the past and and fan service oh
1: yeah and to anyone who's checked out high republic for there being fiction within a book minor spoiler in high republic we learn there's jedi romance novels that people read
5: in the (laughs) world so Let's see those
2: in the real all. world. I w- honestly want to see what someone would say. I want to see what a, an actual Jedi romance novel would be, but it has to take it seriously as if it was written by someone <laughs> living in the High Republic, three hundred years <laughs> he, before the rise of Skywalker.
1: I bet it, you that he, he unsheathed.
4: Expense. He unsheathed his lightsaber. <laughs> oh, oh, he ignited unsheathed? his saber.
1: With with that, we'll just, and we've just hit we'll just no hop viewer.
4: over to you, Rocco, to give us Thank you. your favorite like <laughs> moment? Uh. you're you're welcome uh for that. So yeah. I uh, some some folks in here, I don't know. Sorry if I'm stealing your thunder because this is like obviously a, a huge one. But remember being like young and I went to um I have like I think like a second or third uncle that owns a bookstore in the city. And I was, I was just getting into Star Wars, and he had this very large book that was hardcover, and it had an interesting cover, and uh, it was called Shadows of the Empire. And I remember bringing that book home and reading that front to back, like, three or four times, and then getting the accompanying N64 game and just Dash Rendar and Prince Shizor. I know uh, the the podcast yesterday, Chris, I had said that I was definitely going to mention this tonight. Um, But, I mean, as far as Legends, Shadows was awesome. Shadows was was absolutely such a great story to read back when I read Star Wars books and not just the comics. Um, And the accompanying game was, I mean, guys, the Battle of Hoth, Like in that three dimensional kind of like uh, that three dimensional world, it wasn't a side scroller and you, you actually were flying a snow speeder and like circling around the legs. Like it was, it was incredible. And then when everyone left, you were, you were by yourself and having to fight your way through like snow troopers and wampas and echo base. I mean, that was just, that was just so much fun. And then the book, you know, you get that whole backstory of how Princess Leia got the Boush bounty hunter um, disguise and Chewie had his own disguise. I remember I had the power of the force figures that yes. were, were part of that line. Um, like I love like this. <laughs> I, I loved that story. Uh, it was it was incredible. And I know right now in the comics, they're all kind of rewriting it and kind of hoping that, you know, some of that's going to get some of that legends is going to get brought back into Canon. Um But yeah, I would just say favorite legends, flat out shadows of the empire. Just, I loved it. Awesome. You know uh, what?
0: You know, what's awesome about that though. I just want to mention about shadows because Star Wars was, wasn't really alive for so long. There wasn't, there wasn't any action figures. Um, and then starting in like the mid, the mid nineties, we started to see a little bit about that but what shadows did was this multimedia extravaganza event that just brought Star Wars back into the into the spotlight and just like like Rocco said a book, the video games, the action figures, soundtracks, the, the soundtrack. Yeah. It was soundtrack, everything that yep. made Star Wars and it was just back and it was it really did kind of lock in uh to what was what was to come next with the re-release of the movies in the theaters, the prequels and more. So I loved it. It was just like reinvigorating star wars for a new generation
1: chris really quick to that point to anyone who hasn't checked out the 20th anniversary edition of *Heir to the empire the first thrawn book you have to uh, first of all um timothy zahn talks all about being brought in to revive star wars when it's pretty much been kind of a dead property and it's got comments on the side that he puts in for example um before *Heir to the empire coruscant was called capital city he named it coruscant and george lucas liked it so much he took it for the movies it's a pivotal book in legends for that type of stuff
0: mm-hmm. uh Next and to up, our dark force rising <laughs>
1: yes <laughs> uh to our commenter bob uh let's do a quick lightning round question uh just quickly answer that was what a good one. For each of you, what character from Star Wars would you do a show about? For me, it's Thrawn. I'm trying to actually plan a Thrawn episode of this podcast at some point. Uh, Casey, who would you do a show about?
3: Casey, you're, you're
4: muted. You're muted. <laughs>
3: Sorry, Dash Rendar. <laughs>
4: Ooh. Uh, Rocco. Uh, Cloud City ice
5: cream maker, man. <laughs> Uh, hey, Moses, uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna go with R2D2, man. I mean, we're gonna need a translator. It could be C3PO, it could not, but R2D2 would be uh my guest. I want to hear his stories, man. He's been in all of them. Uh, Chris,
0: the Max Rebo band. <laughs> That's awesome. But behind the music, Max <laughs> Andra Rebo style. yeah, something like that. Just before he got hooked on spice, him <laughs> and, and, that really bad-sized noodles character. Oh, man. Droopy McCool. I really want to know more about Droopy. Uh,
2: and Colin. Babu Frick.
0: Yes! Uh, yeah, yes! That, that, that's right. Of course. Yeah, I may be a character you, with it?
2: every, every heart, piece of my soul, yeah. but i am still be curious as to how he became important.
1: no i just imagine it being uh like comedy central roast of babu frick but instead of trying to be funny it's straight up mean to babu frick the
2: entire time so i'm just hogging the podium the whole time they're pulling me (laughs) off like you're done your set was finished five minutes ago be like i've got more to say and
1: uh ruben's bringing in more to air of the empire with uh talon who was introduced Mm. in air as well um ice cream man steinfeld style absolutely <laughs> and darth bane would be also a great character uh very pivotal character to star wars moses let's get back to the main question hop over to you favorite moment in legends
5: um so I didn't get that big into legends. I mean, I know a lot of the story because my roommate back in college had read all the books at the time I was reading wheel of time and a bunch of Dragonlance books. So we basically just read our own series and shared stories. I really always wanted to read the, the, you know, the Yuzhan Bong and what happened to Chewie and Han. Cause he would tell me that stuff. Um, but yeah, I mean, I'm, I was going to say uh, shadows, man. I got, the original book right here that even like the current books that we watch that we read, some of them are good, but some of them seem to, to, to have that star Wars feel to them forced upon it. You know, there's like a scene in Rick and Morty where Morty's like, the car won't start or the spaceship won't start. And Morty's just like, Oh, is it the quantum carburetor? And like Rick's like, You can't just add a science fiction word to make it, you know. And so, like a lot of the, some of the books, and obviously, you know, you guys know what I'm talking about. They, it, it feels like they're trying to force the feel of Star Wars. And this book felt Star Wars. It just, it was it. I love it. I've been thinking about it lately. I'm probably going to reread it once I'm done with the current High Republic book. Um, and it's just, again, like, like, like Rocco said, the, you know the game. To me, the game, the 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 thing that's memorable about the game is the battle with IG88. Man, that 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 board was that leader was hard and difficult. Um, but it, it, I also or like Mandel. Or Mandel. Yeah. Um, I like it because it wasn't just its own story, but you know, especially at that time, for a trilogy, movies didn't end with such a cliffhanger, to me at least how empire ends was like huge. And you're just like, what happens, you know? And so that gap between, you know, five and six, between empire and return was a more mysterious gap to me than the gap, for example, between four and five. And so to have a story that's so well told that perfectly fits there. I mean, yeah. Shadows. I, I love that, you know, and correct me if i'm wrong did someone notice or maybe this is just my imagination hoping too much did sh- someone notice the ship in one of the movies dash in a
3: new hope when he when he leaves coruscant or uh, uh most not, like, on the
5: re-edits or whatever he added it yeah
3: it's in the special edition
5: well it's canon then
1: <laughs> i gotta check out shadows that's one thing i haven't read really, so, really? yeah
5: it is it is as Star Wars as it gets. There's there's no. It's just it feels Star Wars.
1: So I really only started getting into Legends content in the past
4: two years. So I'm getting caught up on Legends content here. Put, put Shadows at the top of your list, like no joke. Like put Shadows yeah. just on the top.
5: And I got comics. I forget what the series is called, but uh, and I forget all the, the names. It's it's basically during the. There's the two Jedi's that become Sith and join and are, like team up with the Mandalorians to go against the Jedi. You guys probably know this better, but uh, that that's a good series for the the legend comic books.
0: Tales of the Jedi. Is that is that that one? Like, like thousands of years before. Yes, yes, yeah. yes. Like yeah.
5: they join up with the Mandalorians to have an all-out war with the freaking Jedi. I remember reading those, and oh,
0: you look hell drama. Uh, yeah,
5: yep. okay. oh, so good, so good. Uh,
1: yeah, I guess I'm gonna be using an audible credit towards shadows. Uh, after I finish Thrawn Ascendant or Ascendancy, the newest one that just yes, came out, Ascendancy, I just started yeah. that today. Uh, Bob, Star Wars trivia live with us, bracket style. I love it. Let's do I it mean, at some point. Uh, I would love
3: to see what happens,
1: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we would actually probably be correcting Bob's answers that he got from the internet at some point. Cause he got it from sketchy sources, but Chris, let's hop over to you. What's your favorite moment in legends?
0: I am also going to go with a video game uh, because growing up just ingrained with the, with the movies, watching them all the time, uh, waiting for more content, right? So you're kind of, as a kid you're playing with the action figures you're making up your own stories um i didn't get a nintendo but i had a computer and so one of my favorite games growing up was i loved playing like the first person shooters of wolfenstein and and doom and when dark forces came out and created kyle katarn uh and told this story of how kyle katarn went and got the the Death Star plans for the for the Rebel Alliance. That he was that guy. He was like their secret spy guy. Uh, I love that story. And now that they brought like Dark Troopers into the Mandalorian, like brought that in. That's a nice touch of things. Uh, I just, you know, it's it was a great it was a great time because growing up, video games were progressing. Uh, this, you know, I thought these were great graphics in 1995. Uh, I got the fight Boba Fett. Uh, and, you know, and other great things. Uh, but then it spawned three sequels. And one of those sequels had a DLC that featured Mara Jade, which was awesome. Mysteries of the Sith. So just a lot of deep cuts in this game. Um, and then ultimately it rebooted itself with a game called Lethal Alliance for PSP. Uh, but I won't go too far into this because it was big topic during the, <laughs> the video game show we did. Uh, but I loved it. I just, I like the fact that, it was this different side of Star Wars, uh, the spy side, which is why I'm really excited for the Cassian show that's coming up um, and or uh, and I I think that'll be a, a really good time.
5: And for anybody who doesn't know it and is listening right now, I'm pretty sure there's a hell of a lot of sales on video games pretty much on every system right now today. So mm-hmm. I, need to, I need to add some stuff to that list there.
1: Do it. Seems like uh, Dan liked Kyle as well as a character. So let's hop over to our Lego master who I see the bottom of Darth Vader's face there. And let's find out your favorite moment from Legends.
2: So you guys are talking about all these really like deep cuts that change so much of the lore that you know that involved so many dark cloak and dagger kind of things for me it was just something that kind of built a foundation even further on a character that was already existing it was it, it, at this point the prequels hadn't come out yet and i i had been like i said watching return of the jedi ad nauseum and I had started to read the novels that take place right afterward. You know, the, the legends novels and whatnot, Truce at Bakura, the courtship of princess Leia. And I can't remember which one of those two it was, but there was a moment where Luke had gotten himself like positioned in this stairwell by this alien opposing race. And he just the only way he could get out of it was through violence and he was so he was so struck down with sorrow and fear that he had to do this that he just he had sent out this i'm sorry to the galaxy and to the force that he had to do this and they describe that he just lifts his saber up ignites it and then just floats it through the through the air and striking down all these bad guys, and it was just—you take those moments and you think, "Oh yeah, you know, that's badass. He threw the lightsaber, made it fly through all the enemies, and that's such a cool thing to do." But he took it so heavy on him, and he—he he never, you know, joyed or overjoyed at the violence that he was capable of. And I thought that was such a cool moment, and I'd only read it once, but it had—it had stuck with me for the better part of twenty years now. So I, I I know it doesn't really change much in terms of what Legends tends to be known for, but for me, that sticks with me to this day because it just absolutely cements the awesomeness that is Luke Skywalker.
3: We gotta find this book.
2: I'm pretty <laughs> I'm pretty sure it was either true sepakora or courtship of Princess Leia. And it was when we were crash landing on the planet that we were first in um first introduced to the witches. That are Dathomir? that were,
0: yeah. I think it was Dathomir. Then it's courtship. The first
2: reference. It's courtship. Okay.
0: If it's if if the Dathomir witches are in that book, then it's courtship.
2: Yeah. I'm pretty sure of it. Like I said, I only read it once, but that moment
5: just stuck with me, and I wish I had wish I could remember which book it was. It's funny that you mentioned how like oh such a cool move, and I haven't read that scene, but just you describing it. Makes me think like the symbolism of he couldn't even hold his lightsaber because he didn't want to do that. Like he had to like separate himself to do that action. So that was kind of cool. I got to put that on my to-do list now. So I'm Cut gonna...
3: people with lightsabers?
5: <laughs> I was just about to say that. Yeah, it's, it's, <laughs> not really book, it it's though, actually just hoping.
1: learning how to
2: throw things and slice people in half.
1: Moses is going to get that real lightsaber and then cut someone in half with it. Oh, you they just know I'm off getting today.
5: that. I'm waiting for it to be like freaking available for us. Just, but It's you... going
1: to be like six thousand dollars or something.
4: I mean, and dude, it's it. a measuring tape, man. Just go to Home Depot <laughs> and get one of those mechanical measuring tapes that you press a button and it comes up. <laughs> same this technology, flashlight. Yeah. Well, let me bookend
0: the
1: legends conversation with the same way it started. The Darth. Novel. Um, So my favorite piece of content from that is actually like a one-off line where he's teaching Palpatine and he mentions that his master, Darth Tenebus, with his master created a hole in the force uh, like some two, three hundred years ago. And that hole in the force started the Jedi's connection to the force breaking down. And the Sith were almost discovered when that happened. And to me, it was just like a huge scene in connecting a ton of things. Because in episode one, there's that line between Yoda and Mace where he mentions our connection to the force is weakening. And this says it started all the way back then. And it kind of makes sense why the Jedi could interact directly with Palpatine and just not know they were so disconnected from the force by that force wound. And I really hope the high Republic makes that canon. That was amazing to me. So that's my favorite thing in canon. It's awesome. (laughs) Uh, Rocco is going to sell pops for one of those sabers. I will sell Rocco pops for one of those sabers uh Rocco you need a Funko pop yeah. let's get let's get that going yeah um, so I got one... something
4: no one will ever buy <laughs>
1: <laughs> I got one last lightning round question for us before we go to our final question that I did not tell you guys about a uh, quick answer on what is your favorite piece of fan-made content? And it can be a piece of artwork or cosplay or movie. Like I'm a huge fan of a local artist does fan-made art. Um, Oh God, I'm blanking on his name right now. Uh, Dave Pullett art. Uh, But my favorite is actually one I think Casey sent to me. It's a fan-made movie called Star Wars Origins that's like an Indiana Jones meets star Wars where they find a star destroyer in crashed in the Egyptian desert. And they learn the story of star Wars, find a lightsaber and the star destroyer takes off and it just kind of all connects things together. Um, Casey, I'm going to hop to you. Do you have a favorite piece of fan made
3: content? This is this is really hard. Um <laughs> oh, <I'm> sorry. No, <laughs> because the there's, there there actually is a lot. I, my immediate thought just and I don't think this is the one but I'll say it is um that fan-made movie that was a uh, Darth Maul. It was just really well made. I I cannot remember what the name of it is or anything like that. But um that was pretty pretty rad to see that. So I'm going to pick that there's probably mountains of other like pictures and, you know, like the anime and stuff like that. But yeah, for now, that's what I'll go with. Darth
1: Maul apprentice is the name of that movie. Uh, Rocco, do you have a favorite fan made thing?
4: Honestly, man, I don't really uh, do much of the fan made stuff. uh, So I'm just going to say the star warriors podcast oh you yeah
1: know? i mean it's great fan-made content i, mean,
4: I think it's good yeah it really he yeah, right. I mean, likes it <laughs> yeah exactly uh thanks for the inspirational words here <laughs> <laughs> our boy ruben has
1: sent a youtube link and it is uh loading here so i can't tell you what it is
3: but star wars I, in 99 seconds star
1: wars like. in 99 seconds that's his favorite thing apparently uh Moses, do you have a favorite piece of fan-made content?
5: Um, I mean, I've watched so many. I don't remember any in particular, or at least titles. It's just they've always been stuff that, oh, I'll watch. Um, I think one that I enjoyed was, was it called Dark Redemption with Mara Jade? Um, there was a fan film called like that. Um, and I just remember, yeah. pro- if I'm remembering it correctly, the production was pretty good. and I'm just like... And that that was old too, and I was just like watching. I was like, "Oh, like these guys can make a movie."
3: I think it was good because you and I were still in film school, so
5: (laughs) yeah, I was around that time too. And Um, yes, it is
3: called Dark Redemption.
5: So yeah, uh, that that was one that that stuck with me. Um, But I mean, art is always is always good. I mean, even like there's uh, Grogu right there, um, which was just done by an artist who. Uh, they they allowed it was at Disney World it was um, art festival week or whatever and he had all these paintings that he had done himself and so that was a pretty good one.
0: Uh, cool, Chris, you got something? I do. I I love going to conventions and going to artist alleys and strolling the different booths and checking out what these what these people have to offer and usually it's some cool Star Wars stuff. But I remember going to. Uh, star wars celebration in orlando and casey casey was there uh and i found this this obi-wan piece it's it's a longer thinner piece and it's him basically uh he's meditating outside of his hut and the really neat thing about it is like he's center and very much of the con like the um you know the concentration of the painting but tatooine is just like spanning out behind him which is a really neat effect of just how empty and alone he he's not empty but how alone he was on tatooine i think i really love that piece and i I haven't hung it up yet though i gotta i gotta do that awesome and finally colin do you have a favorite
1: fan-made content other than the uh darth vader logo you are building down
2: there. Oh, uh well first Chris that actually sounds really cool. Uh you got to hang that up and make it make sure that it's visible for us to see um the next time we do we do this. Um but we'll I, my fan made content is actually something uh I came across when I was a freshman in college. Um my freshman roommate went to school with a bunch of guys that make us look like we're noobs when it comes to Star Wars nerdum. <laughs> They developed a movie called To Know a Jedi, and he he shared it with me. Um, at the time, it was like released in February of twenty, you know, yeah, two thousand four. I want to say it was, and it was the whole concept of this guy was like, you know what, I'm a nerd. I'm gonna develop. I'm gonna learn how to build a lightsaber. And he and his friends they build a lightsaber, and they're like, well, if the lightsabers are real. Maybe the force is real and it just kind of like devolves from there. Um, I mean, it was, it was a very well done 2004 project that was made in high school, um, but were made by high school kids, but it was just such a fun thing that they built these lightsabers. They're fighting in a cornfield. They're fighting on a, a dock on a lake and things like that. It's just they're all using their real names throughout the whole course of the movie. That's the thing. None of them have fake names. They're all just like, yeah, we're in high school and we're, you know, we're learning about the forest, but it's, it, it sticks with me to this day. (laughs) 20 some odd year, almost 20 years later is just so great. Such an awesome movie. You guys have to find it again. It's called to know a Jedi. It shows up that question. I have been working on this since we started. So just about an hour, about an hour. Yep. And this is what we're looking at right now. We've got two pieces that'll probably go together like this. There are five bags altogether, and I am almost through two bags. I don't think you'll finish it by the end of the episode. I thought I would. But you're doing great
1: so far. <laughs> well, let's take it into our last question of the night. What does Star Wars mean to you? Casey, take it from the top.
3: Another horrible question. Um <laughs> it's it's cuz it's like there's so many things, right? And and when you think about Star Wars, for me, um someone's going to say hope and I'm not going to say hope. Thought about it. Not going to do it. It's it's happiness, you know? Uh if you guys are How I met your mother fans, like when Ted Mosby is dating that girl and she doesn't like star Wars. And then, um, you know, the guy's like telling him like how much star Wars means to him. And you have no idea. And it's his warm blanket. It's his chicken soup. It is his, you know, soul. And I remember watching that scene and be like, I know. (laughs) Could you imagine a girl who doesn't like star Wars with me? I would die so um so that's it, it's happiness
2: we I mean see that-, that point i mean Cri- uh casey when would you ever have a sick day from school and probably not watch one of the three star wars movies
3: oh there's a return of the jedi every time yeah <laughs> that- <I> mean- <clears> okay <throat> Go ahead. How is
5: it you have sick days just cuz you want to stay home and <laughs> watch Star Wars?
1: Reuben, it means family to you? Uh yeah. Uh, Come on, man. <laughs> uh really cool. Me too. How I met your mother is an amazing yeah. TV series that aged poorly, but the minute oh, yeah. you mentioned it, I thought of the Ewok line. Uh Where Barney lines? Well, no, it was a date of birth line to know what you thought of Ewoks determined whether or not Barney would date you. Because if you were cute, that meant you were young enough that when uh, episode six came out, you thought Ewoks were cute.
5: (laughs) I remember that too, actually. As I
1: said, it's a TV show that aged poorly, really quickly. So uh Rocco
4: let's hop over to you what does Star Wars mean to you I mean I was uh, thanks Ruben um but yeah I mean family it really it it is uh it is family like you uh, you spend so much time with these characters and I mean to the point that was just made about having a you know stay at home sick from school I was watching all three Star Wars movies I mean it just happened and it was like they were they were just there i i got to know them um like you would get to know family members and and it every time you put a sh- one of the movies on it was like spending time with a family member uh, that you just love to be around and like when they had announced <clears throat> that disney would be continuing on with you know 7 8 and 9 and just waiting for the force awakens to come out it For me, it was less this new movie was coming out and more like I'm going to see my family that I haven't seen in a while. And and that was the biggest like driver and, and just my biggest excitement for seeing The Force Awakens. I mean, I'm going to see Princess Leia and Han and Chewie and Luke. Um, I mean, that's till the end. But regardless, I still got to see them um and and that's what it is i mean you make these connections and and then throughout the movies and the shows you have this sense of family i mean you have you know luke and leia and their uh, a strange relationship with their father but then you look at their father anakin and his you know brother sister relationship to ahsoka and the brother father relationship between Anakin and Obi-Wan. And you take all of these things into account in every single thing that, that happens throughout all of the movies and all of the shows, when you see an Ahsoka interaction and she talks about Anakin or she talks, you know, or she's fighting Vader, there are such heavier implications because they are family. Um, it, it, They're not just, random characters that met each other one time. And if you're a huge fan, like all of us here in this room are, you know what those implications are, you know, you know, in rebels when Ahsoka fought Vader and she said, I won't leave you this time. How heavy that line was after earlier in the show, we were talking about how she walked away from him, walked away from the Jedi order. You know, again, it's, it's family. It'll always be family.
1: Oh, Rocco, you brought up that line of Ahsoka not leaving and that whole scene and like emotions just poured over me. That is such an amazing scene. Uh, And just a quick reminder, we are two more answers away from our giveaway of the Scout Trooper. When we get to Colin, we will be doing our giveaway. So make sure you comment to get a chance to win the Scout Trooper uh, head, the Lego head, and have fun putting that together like Colin has the entire time uh, with that Moses will hop to you. What does star
5: Wars mean to you? Um, there's a, a couple things. One, it just, it brings out the kid in me. I mean, I'm just a child when it comes to star Wars <laughs> and you know, um, it, it always kind of gets me giddy and I can be having the worst day ever and throw me anything star Wars and I'm good. But I think the most important thing is connections, man. Like, I'm in my 40s. I, I, I'm I'm anti-social. Most of the friends I've made have been the friends that I kind of had connections with through college, and now they live in different parts of the country. But you know what? You guys right here, I literally talk to you guys all every single day because we love this thing. And half of you I haven't even met in person, but you know more about me than any you know than a lot of other people because we talk every day and we'll discuss star wars which leads into other parts of our lives and i just i love that that connection you know and, and as someone who you know isn't a big fan of being social anybody mentioned star wars and then i'm just like yo let's talk let's sit down come on let's chat <laughs> so i i think it's just like the connections because you know the love we can have for Star Wars can be shared so easily. And it has so many aspects to it, you know, whether it's the comics, because you love comics, whether it's the movies, because you love the movies, because of the cartoons, because the because of the toys, because of the pop figures. It's grown so much that it can, it can just, like, you can connect with people on so many <laughs> levels with this. And, yeah, like, uh, you know, I love all you guys here, man. Like, we talk literally every day, and it's awesome. I, I like to be able to think of something Star Wars – and my first thought is, let me jump on our group chat so we can discuss this. And I'm thankful for that, and that's why I love Star Wars.
1: Awesome, here, here, man, here, 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 here.
5: Uh,
1: yeah, Ruben, to your same thing. Um, you know, the family—we're all in different parts of the country. Not all of us are in Rochester. We're spread pretty far out and we get together more than once a month to talk Star Wars in person now that you got the comic show going we're almost every day up on the group chat for Star Wars talking Star Wars and related content and i love these chats you know some days it's a shitty day at work and you look down at your phone and you see some great conversation going on and you realize you're 25 messages behind that you need to catch <laughs> up on that. and you're like what happened what did i miss in the past hour but we have some awesome conversations. So, Chris, let's hop over to you. What does Star Wars mean to
0: you? I do want to mention it's usually like fifty plus if it's the day after the Mandalorian. Um, but uh, for me, um, but I'm gonna I'll touch on everything. Basically, what people have said right here. I mean, I think we're getting down to the to the point. Uh, mine is mine is friendship, uh, and you see it throughout all of all of the Star Wars media but starting with the prequels you have two brothers right a story about two brothers and they and it's tragic but they're best friends and one of my favorite scenes is when they part ways for for the very last time uh in revenge of the sith but then you go to the OT and you have our main group of of characters who we grew up with uh friends to the end and all that and then even the sequel trilogy i mean those relationships were Work great too. I, you know what, I like, I like that central trio, uh, and then the other ones that you know, kind of for like the satellite friends. But that's the that's one of the biggest things for me. But um, I'll put it this way: Uh, Casey and I have been friends for almost thirty years, Uh, and that's and that's and one thing that we really share was this bond of Star Wars. Uh, From I mean, we've we've gone to the Smithsonian, we've gone to celebrations. Uh, and so much more. And um, without, without him, you know, this wouldn't exist because uh, really he's the, he's the central hub here. And I just want to, you know, that's, that's what Star Wars is to me. It's always been about friendship and being able to share this all with you and just, you know, sharing something that is as simple as a, a movie, a science fiction movie that, that we all, we all just love. And that, right there at the core of it uh being able to come together and and talk about it like we do
3: yeah you're gonna get a bunch of 40 year olds to cry right now everybody <laughs> <Jeez>. <laughs> <That's>...
5: <laughs> <laughs>
4: uh, turn the camera off <laughs> Yeah, uh, I, I don't
5: want to be lover, love or hate the last movie like lando's line we had each other is the reason it gets to me like that yeah. line, just like, exactly. Yes, yes. And, and dude, Ruben, he's one of us here in the group, in the chat, and I'm, I'm, it sucks that you're not part of this convo. I know you got to do your thing, but... Yeah. We miss
1: uh, you, dude. <laughs> we, we, we do miss you. Uh, Dan, it is a great icebreaker. Chris, really quickly, to your point, when Obi-Wan and Anakin split for the last time, the emotion driven into the audiobook of the novelization is just so sad because you get Anakin's thoughts, which you don't get in the movie. And he's having a thought like, I really feel like we need to go to with Obi-Wan. That this is a point that if I don't go with him to fight Grievous, something's going to happen and this will be the last time I see him. And in a way, it's the last time Anakin sees him because the next time he sees him, he's Darth Vader. And that just was huge in the audiobook, the way they revealed exactly. that.
5: So and even in the movie for as badly written as it is, it gives you the goosebumps when they just kind of say that goodbye right there.
1: Yep. So we're going to get Colin's answer. This is going to be your last chance to comment. Well, Colin's answering before we give away that other Lego set as we continue. Oh, there's the Lego set we're giving away. Uh well we continue to have Colin answer and watch him build Darth Vader's head. So Colin, what does Star Wars mean to you?
2: It means everything you guys have said, and I, I don't know, maybe I missed it. I, mean, I what, what am I distracted or something? Um, but <laughs> it it means all of those bundled into one thing, and that is just love. It is absolute love. I mean, t- it, tell me that when you watch those original nine movies or excuse me the original three or any of them that have that gigantic blast and that fanfare at the very beginning tell me you don't get that swelling in your chest that lump in your throat and you start to blink a little fast because that's what i do i i went to i just remember going i, I was 14 when and episode one came or yeah, episode one came out in theaters. and I thought, you know what, this is gonna be just absolutely amazing because I am watching a Star Wars movie live in theaters for the very first time. And and then I got to do it again with <laughs> episode seven starting a new series. And it was just so amazing. I just remember sitting there I, I hadn't heard anything yet in terms of story. And there I was watching the scroll of text. And I'm trying not to cry both times going on a date with someone at this point. Um, and I'm just like, no, I'm a man. I'm not going to cry. <laughs> but it's like, no, it's Star Wars. It's a thing I grew up. It's a thing I love. And I will come back to video games that I've played over and over again, purely because I love that universe. I love the sound you hear when a lightsaber hisses on the, the sound of a blaster fire, the John Williams unbelievable score, which arguably is the reason why star Wars is as wonderful as it is, because we just have this incredible music that just is sort of the backbone of all of it. And, and, you can't not love it if you've grown up with it. I will say it's hard as an adult to try to learn it. Uh, I have people that, uh, you know, it's, it's a hard excess. But if you love it, you will never, ever stop. And you will have such a community around you. You will have such a family that's built through that community. And all those words come together through that incredibly powerful emotion that we get from these movies, from these shows, from these books.
1: Yeah, it. Yeah. Um, We are going to do our giveaway right now. If we want to show Colin building uh, Darth Vader a little bit more as a drum roll to our giveaway. And I do want to give a shout out to some of our commenters uh, tearing up when the force awakens starts. Mm Yeah. Yeah. Uh we got the feeling was magical. Yep. Uh you know, the comic can say the F word, but we're trying to keep our
5: PG 13 he, rating. He, he,
3: I think he almost added an I in there and then was like, oh wait. <laughs> <laughs> uh
1: Don, I'm going to play to your comment that it's 20th century modern mythology. That's 100% true. Yeah, and Colin, you have a request from Matt here to stay on the video until you have Vader finished. I was
2: tailing towards the end of the podcast, but if
1: you want to stay alive... It <laughs>
2: yeah if you want to watch this shot through a potato you are absolutely (laughs) welcome to do so
1: (laughs) so with that chris can i hop over to you to help us with our giveaway
5: chris you're on
0: mute you're muted back back sorry at the at the climax of the show too right the most exciting exciting point um so we've got we've had plenty got plenty of you out there commenting and interacting with us. So thank you so much. Uh, but now is the uh, it's the golden it's the golden hour. So let's see who won the Lego set. I'm Gonna hit my random name shuffler. It is M Zach M Zach. Woo!
3: Hey! Yay! Mzac, congratulations. I have even quoted. That's a sweet giveaway. So there you go.
0: <laughs> so uh thank you, mzac how, for joining us. Uh you're gonna be the how are
1: we giving that over to mzac Go ahead,
0: go ahead, Jake. I
1: was gonna say, how are we giving that over to him? Does he need to message us or will we message him
0: to get details? mzac if you could email us uh at what's the best email guys for this um just email email us at don't
4: yeah
3: or just message entertainment on facebook or on the facebook yeah
2: there you go message us right there on the facebook privately
4: i hope you live in the continental united states (laughs) (laughs) because if not we're gonna have to redraw oh that'll be (laughs) uh Well, congrats,
1: MZAC. And if anyone want to stick around for my final answer, what Star Wars means to me, uh, you know, it's I'm gonna really. Go. Oh, bye. <laughs> bye. <laughs> it's a way of life. It is a modern myth. It, you know, I've fallen into the lore of it, and it's opened so many doors to me as well, not only from like you guys recommending content. But, you know, I had heard about Joseph Campbell from uh, The Power of Myth, and he actually consulted with uh, George Lucas and talked about the mythology uh, around Star Wars, and that opened up a door to a whole bunch of mythology and philosophy and psychology that I like to read, and Star Wars' is philosophy too. You know, the battle between good and evil, the light and the dark side, and even some of the... More intense lore that I hope gets explored, like the Bendu, uh, and how powerful he is. Star Wars is just it's almost a way of life at this point for me because it is that modern myth that has so much meaning to it. So,
3: awesome! Awesome answer.
1: Thanks, guys, for meeting live. Uh, we at DFAT Entertainment have a ton of stuff for you to consume outside of this. Uh, just pluggables on this podcast alone. We get a podcast out. We have a comic review podcast that usually is Chris and Rocco, and I'll do a round table of pluggables. Personally, I am the host of the Campfire Chats and the Bull and Moose Tavern podcast on DFAT Entertainment. Uh, Casey, will hop to you to see if you got anything to plug.
3: Uh Towel Light Talk uh podcast, um also part of Defa Entertainment and I'll that's uh pop culture news, you know, news and all that fun stuff. I'll I'll go over to I'll popcorn over to Rocco.
4: <laughs> popcorn, hot potato. Um I <laughs> I am uh the I hate one that. Sorry, right? It's okay. It's okay. <laughs> I am one of the hosts of the most illustrious podcast known to mankind called the Critical Mass Podcast. Um, it is a show that absolutely no one should listen to, it's awful. You can just see the disgusted looks on everyone's faces. Um, but it's called Critical Mass Podcast. We are part of the DFAT family. Please check us out. I'm also one of the guys that does uh, the Star Warriors podcast, obviously, but the comic book stuff with Chris. Um, And yeah, it's just awesome.
3: And you have a new show coming.
4: Yes, that's right. We have a new show. Oh, I'm going to. Yes. Thank you for the reminder. Listen Up Casuals is a new show um, hosted by myself and Chris here. And we are targeting at people that maybe love things like uh, the Falcon and Winter Soldier, but have never read the comic or love the Mandalorian, but have never seen a Star Wars movie. Um, We're going to break it down for you. We're going to tell you what we loved, what we hated, what was, what stayed true to the comics and what didn't. So tune in next week.
1: Uh, Chris, we'll hop over to you. Do you have any other pluggables that
0: haven't been plugged already? (laughs) I I'll just reinforce those. That was pitch. Perfect. Rocco Uh, looking forward to that show. Absolutely. Listen up. Casuals. Uh, Also today, the star warriors comic uh, episode for the Marvel Comics from April. That dropped today. So that's the latest episode from that. Uh, and then Towley Talk is coming back this week. We've been on a break, but uh the Geekly news is sure to return and look forward to a new episode from Casey and I later on in the week.
1: Uh Colin, do you have anything to plug other than the fact you're still building
2: Darth Vader down it's there? It's taking forever right now. <laughs> um, what bag um, are you on? I'm on bag number three at this point. So we're making progress, but uh, as Darth Vader uh, would say, uh, impressive, most impressive, but not a Jedi <laughs> yet because he's a British man. Um, <laughs> anyway, uh, I, I personally don't have anything live as of yet, but I'm actually working on some content over at my YouTube channel. Uh, we've got a couple things in the pipeline, hoping to release in the next couple of weeks, but uh, nothing's final yet. Um, you, keep your ear to the ground on that, but you can also find me on Twitter at uh, Gamersense, And, uh, you can see me on Instagram as the same at Gamersense. Awesome. And Moses, do you have any pluggables?
5: Oh, absolutely not. I just like it when I'm a guest on all the stuff you guys mentioned.
1: Cool. So thanks guys for meeting live. This has been a ton of fun today. Um, I think it's a great way to celebrate May the 4th and really reflect on what star Wars means to us and our favorite moments. But also thank you to all of our live viewers and commenters. You make our show great when we're live so we can have our comments and have lightning round questions. Thanks to Bob.
3: Thanks Bob. Thanks, Thanks Jay, Bob. For hosting. You're welcome. <laughs> Thanks. Thanks everyone. Yeah, you tuned all. In too, yeah
4: the force yeah. bless yeah. you everyone may and the force mzac you yeah
1: yes congrats mzac and with that uh let's see if i can quickly uh reach my inner chewbacca to let us go oh here we are <laughs>